Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And this is this for my mom. She worked extremely hard every day for me to be in this position. And she never pressured me to do you know, other things. This is for my dad, that he's watching from above and he can, he can see. And this is for my significant other also. You know, that she, she, every day she helps me be better, better person. You know, she let me do what I'm supposed to do. And she take care of uh, my son and, and my next son, you know, and... and for, and for my brothers, you know, because I, 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 can, I can be stubborn sometimes. You know, like I can disconnect myself from the world because I want this so bad. And like I wanted this so bad and I was able to get it. That's why I was, you know, feeling uh, up. But like people helped me to be in this position. Like I didn't do it by myself. Like every freaking day people helped me, you know, and I want to take my, my dad, my mom, a significant other, Mariah. And my brothers and my son, and the people throughout the journey that helped me. And we back. Joseph Pavone's here. Joel Pavone's here. Sean Dutra. It's the College Street Podcast with a brand new episode. At the Milwaukee Bucks is your, your new champion. NBA champion 2021. Give them, give them the flowers. All right, give Giannis his flowers. Give, give these guys their props they're due, because Giannis balled out, man. That was, that was one heck of a performance against the Phoenix Suns. Not the way I thought it was going to play out, but um, all the respect to Giannis and the and the champion Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, as the Celtics fans are, are, are sitting and, and waiting to see what's going to happen this offseason, man. We got Bradley Beal talk now. Bradley Beal sort of wanted out, maybe not. Maybe it was a rumor, maybe so. But of course. It's got Celtics fans going crazy over it, so we'll get into that, and uh, we'll we'll talk about what you what, what we've been up to the last like week and a half, I guess. You know, obviously there's a lot going on between the uh, the, the Olympics and and uh, NBA draft. Only what hours away at this point? Even though Celtics fans aren't too excited, I, I don't see them doing anything big. Unless, uh, of course, we're talking about trading up to the first round. Some people are crossing their fingers and hoping. I don't think it's going to be that kind of offseason, fellas. But of course, Bradley Beal has been the talk. That's uh, sort of ran this past four, three day, three to four days uh, in terms of what, what could happen. What if? What if the Celtics can make this thing happen? How do you guys feel about it? Let's start right here. Uh, Bradley Beal, because in my opinion, you, you wait for him to be a free agent. Not every Celtics fan out there feels the same way. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like most Celtics fans are kind of like Jalen Brown has to be included in this deal. Right. But then other other fans or the other half of the fans are just like. No, like if you could pull no, it no, off, no, no. We're, not, we're not addressing those half, all right? Because that that's just that's just insanity. Okay, no, no, you're right. <laughs> when, you, when you look at when you look at other teams, like Jalen Brown, in, in order to outbid other teams, I, I just think Jalen Brown has to be in it. But go, yeah, continue. But yeah, I, I agree with you. But which is why I'm not for the deal. But like again, if uh, you know Brad Stevens can work some sort of magic here and pull this off without Jalen Brown, then then fuck yeah, like. <laughs> Sign me up, but <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. And plus, I, I, you just you just wait for him to just you know 
go into free agency next summer and try to do it that way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't think you have to give up Jalen Brown to get Bradley Beal. I mean, I don't think you do because... Wait, wait, wait. This year or in general? Hold on, hold on. No, I, I think... So, obviously, next year you can just wait for him to be a free agent, right? Or you could wait for the trade deadline. And if you're getting a rental, you're not giving up Jalen Brown for a rental, right? I think right now it's a little late into the offseason to be bringing in a fucking free agent. I mean, a, a free agent to be superstar via trade because... If you're Washington and you could get Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal, who you know is going to walk at the end of the season, that's a no-brainer, right? I don't think that any any player like Jalen Brown would ever be discussed in a Bradley Beal trade right now, which I think is I think would be absolutely stupid for the Celtics to do. But you know, maybe there is a better package out there that they want to compete with. But if it doesn't happen in the off season, when it comes down to it, if you can get good performance from some of your younger players in the first half of the season, I'm talking about a Peyton Pritchard. I'm talking, talking about, about you talking about showcasing over here, Sean. Uh, Robert, Robert Williams. No, I'm just saying, like you know, there, you, Neesmith. There's players that you have on the team that will be forced into a, a bigger role this year. Um, looking at the trade deadline, there's no reason to do it now. Like, and probably Robert Williams doesn't get it done right now. But Robert Williams comes in, plays a really good first half of the season. Moses Brown's playing well, too. And he, now he's a little bit more expendable. Then, you, then if you want to make the deal, make the deal with the trade deadline. I just don't think that there's literally any way in hell Jalen Brown is involved in a Bradley Beal deal with one year left in his contract. It just doesn't make any sense from both parties. Like, honestly, yeah, both parties. I agree with that. I agree. I, I agree 100% with that because I, I don't, uh, we've, we've talked about this for years, literally on this podcast, trading a superstar for another superstar or trading an all-star for another all-star. Like, no, you want to, you want to join those guys, right? You want to, you want to merge them into a big three. And, and if that's not the, if, that, if that's not the route you're willing to go down to get someone like Bradley Beal, then you have a vendetta against Jalen Brown, plain and simple. Okay. You, you just want to see Jalen Brown traded. Like that's, that's really what it boils down to for the people out there who are saying like, yeah, just do it, do it, make these guys get together and then get a third guy. And I was like, well, wait a minute. So we're giving up on Jalen Brown off of what, you yeah. know, off of what? Because <laughs> the thing is, eyes, he's improved every single year and it's backed up by the numbers and it's backed up by the all-star appearance. And now when he wants to come into his own, which he's already coming into his own, he had a slight setback with the injury, but I want to see this thing through. Like, I'm, I don't understand the people who are, so willing to trade Jalen Brown this quickly. Yeah, the thing the thing that I don't get is like the people that are like do anything anything possible to rebuild the Boston rep. That like, hey, people, people who are willing to trade Jalen for 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 Dame right now, Dame Lillard. Now, now that's a different. That's a little bit of a different story because Dame's got time on his contract, and he's not. He's if you trade Jalen for Dame, you're trading. Jalen for Dame for like four years, you know what I mean? Like, right? You're, you're, which, which could be a good or a bad thing, right? Exactly. Look at it. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm for that. I would contemplate it, but I'm just saying, like, if you're really looking for like the, the would contemplate, yeah, you're you're low key one of these Jalen Trader guys. But go ahead. Yeah, I've been a Jalen Trader guy my entire life, bro. Bro, it's not even about you being a. Jalen Trader guy, it's like you're buying into this role, and I don't understand why you won't just let this thing go. But, hey, right. I, I've been I've been a Jalen Trader guy. I said when I I, I would have okay, I would have traded if this if it was this time last year, and Bradley Beal had two years left on his deal, I would have traded Jalen Brown with his fresh contract for Bradley Beal. I would have done that, but the fact that he has one year left on his deal and you can just get him without giving up Brown now, then it's it's stupid. It's stupid. So, I mean, I, I think Jalen Brown is, may be a trade piece. He he probably is a trade piece at some point, especially if you move for a guy like Bradley Beal in the, in the free agency. But I just don't think it's right now because if you're looking at it too, you know, you got a guy that's making $20 million a year and is an all-star. That's a very tradable asset if you're trying to go get another, a third legitimate, you know, all NBA type player to match next to Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, you know, I, I just think that right now, anyone who says that you're going to trade Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal, 
literally has no clue what they're talking about because it just doesn't make any logical sense salary cap wise it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense for next year it doesn't make any sense for the years to come it just literally says like it just says you you, you don't want to put Jalen around like, literally what it says in my opinion it says you it says the Celtics will be desperate if they did that deal it would look make them look like a desperate team they would look like the Detroit Pistons trying to get some big name in to just do something, you know? And I don't think that's where they want to be. No, I agree. Um, I just, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of noise, obviously, because uh, he, you know, Bradley Beal didn't end up going to the Olympics because of, you know, being in health and safety protocol. So it's like, yo, like that little, that little glimpse that uh, of them playing together, uh, him and Tatum, in those exhibition games are just like, oh, just like, can you imagine that in a Celtics jersey? And it's just like, yeah, you, I, I can, but with also Jalen Brown, like, you know, that, yeah. that would, that would make that those three together would, would, would catapult the Celtics back into a contender, to being a contender. And obviously the Celtics want to get there as quickly as possible, but you got to be smart about this, especially mm-hmm. with, with how the uh, salary cap, you know, how that, how that changes with the next few years, especially because of the pandemic and whatnot. You know, the first thing that popped in my mind when this whole thing started, like this whole report about Bradley Beal wanting out, the Los Angeles damn Lakers, because, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, those guys, they, they can't never be good enough, right? They, they're always looking to improve. Yo. And coming off of this season where you, you're bounced out of the first round, like, you know, they're trying to load up and you know that everyone's is seeing the connection between UCLA and Russell Westbrook. And in my opinion, I wouldn't be shocked if those two would be like, hmm. Yeah, Russell would be all right, but we like we like his teammate. We like Bradley Beal. Rich Paul, won't you won't you start the pot here? Get a rumor out there talking about he wants yeah. out of Washington. Let's just let's just see what happens. Yeah, you know? why you is why is team, every team you want to talk about a team that has less of an offer than the Celtics minus Jalen Brown would be the Lakers, bro. Like they don't. But, that, but that's but that's just it. Though. Why is it? Yo, yeah, listen, listen. Why is every player that's rumored to want to leave connected to the Lakers? Every year, it's the same shit with the when when it comes to when it comes to the the Lakers being interested, quote in someone or rumored yeah, you know, to because they do cool shit, all right. They usually get <laughs> they get these superstars when you least expect it, and then they pull it off. Like not out of the but, order, yeah, exactly. But you you, you see, I see you reports would not be shot tomorrow if you see Damian Lillard traded to the fucking no, Lakers boy. for uh for Kyle Kuzma and picks. You wouldn't be surprised. Thinking. I mean, let's be honest, guys. Do, do, do you, does any of you guys, do either one of you guys see Damian Lillard staying in Portland for two, next two, three years? Like the clock's ticking. Like it's just, it's just a matter of when at this point. Yeah. I think that the Chris Paul, um, the Chris Paul factor, uh, will give Damian Lillard a little bit of, uh, more tradability because the fact that Chris Paul, you know, went to the Rockets and then everyone thought it was his fault, but it really was Harden's fault. And then he went to the Thunder and had a really good season. Then he went to the Suns and made it to the finals. Like, and they're paying that type of money for that type of point guard. I think that that makes Damian Lillard look a little bit better. But at the same time, you have to be a team that's sort of built like the Phoenix Suns. You can't be a team built like the Lakers and take on Dame and and think that good things are going to work out. You can't be a team that's built like the Celtics with max contracts all over. You have to be like the Atlanta Hawks will get Dame and then be like, okay, we're going to go for like a year, two years, and then we'll figure it out, you know? Yeah, but you know, the thing with the Lakers, though. That, that's interesting you say that, Sean, because right after the Lakers, I'm thinking about the Golden State Warriors. Like, talk oh, about a oh. team to, to, to reload, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Clay Thompson's back, and, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna go for this thing, but, you know, they're, they're looking for that extra star or at least a, a someone that can put them over the edge. And you're talking about a team that has two first round picks in, in, in tonight's draft. Like, that's another team I wouldn't be shocked if one of these guys, whether it was Dame Lillard or, or Westbrook, or uh, Westbrook would be kind of surprising, but uh, Brad Beal, yeah. like, you know, I, it, those are the type of teams that are gunning for the top. They got their eyes on it, locked in, and they got, they got assets, you know? Yeah, they, they, can want, do something. they want well, that third star. They've been looking for that third star ever since, you know, Durant, you know, ran, well, ran, ran to Brooklyn. Right. Let me throw something random out right. there as you bring up the Warriors. And I've, I've been thinking about this a little bit differently. Do something, bro. The Warriors but, up to something. But wait a minute. Why would it, like, would you, would you consider, like, Jalen Brown being, like, if, if you were trying to rebuild your asset chest, right? 
like, and you were trying to get first round picks in the draft because you believe in somebody and, and Jameis Wiseman and things like that. Like, wouldn't that Jalen Brown to the Warriors make a lot of sense for both teams? Like, if you're really trying to like, let's, let's hypothetically say Washington's like, Oh, we want more draft picks and you can get Bradley Beal. What if you flip Jalen Brown for James? What's the guy's name? I keep wanting to say James Winston. James, James, bro. James Winston. James Wiseman. James, James Wiseman. James Wiseman. You get James Wiseman. Wait, wait. He changed it right before the draft. Yeah, what right? the fuck? Football yeah, we, we we went through this before. It's just it's just call him. Let's just say Jameis. Fuck it. James James Wiseman, and just keep just keep it, keep it going. Yeah. You get you get James Wiseman. You get you get their yeah, you get it. their top first round draft pick, which I think is like what four? Is they get the fourth pick? It's four and seven. Four and seven. Let's say you could get four seven and James Wiseman for Jalen Brown and Andrew and throw Andrew Wiggins in there. Maybe you throw Robert Williams in there. Whatever. And then you got then you got then you got a nice you got a nice haul from there. Then you get younger. What's in it for the Celtics, bro? Where are you going with this? Yeah, yeah. What's where where are you going? Yeah, who's going to the Celtics that 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 they would love? Wiggins? You talking about Wiggins? You've yet to you've yet to bring that up, but just saying no. you're putting the Celtics in there like it's like a foregone conclusion. The Jalen, I'm saying we're trying to trade Jalen Brown for a guy like Bradley Beal. But what if you trade, what if what if you trade Jalen Brown to a team like Golden State and get assets? Young players, and then you can really take that haul. No, no, no. Haul. let me tell you something right now. And, and be a haul. This, this, this goes for everything. This goes for the whole entire stuff this offseason. The last thing this team needs to do is get younger. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. The last thing this team needs to do is get younger. I don't want to see them trade into the first round. I don't want to see them uh, signing a, a, a one to two year guy who's only been around for a couple. Of years. You know what I mean? Like, I, wait, I'm not saying. I'm not saying get younger. I'm see, saying. Well, like assets, and if you if wait, you wait, wait. pillars for assets, it's like yo, that's that that's got that's got rebuild vibes written all over it. No, no, no. Hear me out. It's it's it, it could it could, even, vibes. it could even be a three team trade. I swear, I don't care. I'm just saying that like the, the 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 Celtics don't have enough assets. It's not worth trading Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal straight up. It's just not worth it. it doesn't make no sense. You need to get assets back. But what if you involve Golden State in that deal and you get some first-round picks back and you get some things back and you end up with Bradley for Jalen Brown and Jameis Winston? Yeah, that sounds fine, bro. I mean, no, it doesn't. Jameis White. White. And then more first And you got me all mixed up. (laughs) But then Golden State gets Jalen Brown. and It's Winston, bro. It's Winston. Fuck. Damn it. Sean goes, is it Winston? Why do they have... Davis Winston sold crab legs from a public piggly wiggly. You got too much fucking shit on you, bro. For real, bro. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> this is the maddest I've ever been. <laughs> I'm gonna rip the because of the James and James thing. You don't want to be here, like I'm. A, I'm gonna rip the fucking head off. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's seven this and fourteen. Is, this is too much. That makes sense. This is too much. Seven and fourteen. Dan, do you understand the, the the idea I'm throwing out there? Is to no, I get those... I get what you're saying, but it's like there's too many there's too many things. It's too complicated. You want to see the yeah, you want to see the Celtics like get, get the get the prize and 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 also get you know assets. Well, you... Whereas all the other team gonna be like, what about us? Like, but hold on, if you if you look and you trade Jalen Brown for like a haul from Golden State, like I'm talking James Winston, <sighs> James Wiseman. Uh, like they're two first round picks, and you get that haul plus Andrew Wiggins because you go to max salary, right? So then wh- you're looking at wait, hold on, what are they sending to the third team? <laughs> like that's involved. No, 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 that's a straight up trade. Then you could just say in separate deals with that amount of with that amount of with that amount of uh, draft capital, you could literally now look at Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal with the amount of young players and draft capital we have by that James James Jalen Brown trade because. The Warriors can't do that by themselves. But if you add young players that the Celtics already have, Robert Williams, Moses Brown, Aaron Neesmith, Payne Pritchard, the, their draft picks, then you have the haul you could get for Jalen Brown. Then maybe you can go get two superstars that are out there playing with Jason Tatum on the on the national team right now. I'm just saying it gives you more things. So it, it, it's stupid to think so close-minded to trade Jalen Brown for one of these guys. But if you trade them for separate and you build your assets and then you trade the assets for those two superstars, that would make sense. And I think you have an opportunity to do that. So 
No, I don't think so, man. That third team is tough because the third team's not getting anything. All all the all the gold is going between Golden State and, and the Celtics. Yeah, they're getting they're, not, they're getting used. They're getting I'm used. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Portland's like, yo, we're giving up Dame. What are I'm you not saying, You might as well just throw the TP in there as well, bro. I'm not saying it's a three team deal because that's too complicated, which I agree with. If you so you're trading oh, Jalen for oh, that, assets and Winston, and then flipping the assets and then making and then making the team better with two superstars next to Jason Tatum, yes. Hmm. Yeah, man, you're, you're 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 one of those guys, bro. You're just you train you trying to trade Jalen for for nothing, bro. I mean, yeah. you're trying to trade Jalen just to trade. Yeah. I know, you know, what I just said makes sense. There you go. It, nah, man, I don't know. Again, you're trading a star for assets. Just not. I, I, I've never signed up for that. Un- unless you're unless you're going to a full rebuild. I don't think others are there yet. Oh, that bad. You, you think it's a foregone conclusion that those teams that you mentioned are going to go for it? I think that I think that um, if the Warriors would include Clay Thompson or oh, no, obviously not going to Steph Curry, even Draymond Green, if they would, I, you you just thought of this like twenty minutes ago. I could tell. No, no, I, <laughs> the only fucking NBA thought I've had when it's been talking about Warriors. This is, you're like, you're, this is not a good presentation. Like you're, you're literally making this up. You're like, yeah, we could put Clay in there. What, mind you, mind you, this is the same dude who I talked about Celtics acquiring uh, Clay during the last season. Like you know, not the Celtics. The point in the future, and you, you flipped out on. Not the Celtics. I'm saying the Warriors would be a bigger play with these two guys, Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard, if they would have put if they if they're willing to put Clay or Draymond in one of these deals. But they're just flat out not. So the only way because they want to compete next year, right? They want to have their core and they want to add to the core. They want to subtract from the core. Which I get, but the whole the whole thing is, if you can get their assets for a guy that you were going to trade straight up for one guy and get two guys, I would do that in a heartbeat. No, I'm not crazy about it. I just think you have to get a solidified all star if you have to go that route, which I just don't think you have to, man. Yeah, it's a it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> this thing with Jalen is just like like the pipe dream of of adding another all star is just like. Let's just see this thing through. Let let E-May come in here, coach these two, try to build up this culture. And obviously the offseason is going to be huge. Like Brad Steven has to you – you kind of have to hit with either trading that TPE or bringing in a mid-level guy who's going to, who's going to stick around, going to be you know someone that you can rely on. So Because obviously last summer that wasn't the case between Tristan Thompson and, and the, uh, the, the, the the champion Jeff Teague, you know, yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks. Like they just – they put those guys – you, you, I, I bet if you ask Danny, neither one of those guys is like, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about that signing. You know, I'm never, I'll never forget the six minutes he played in the finals, bro. I was so pissed for those six minutes he played. <laughs> he did have a, he had one good game in Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know, NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah it's when uh, when no, Ant- 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 was out, and then played it was in game like, two. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. He came in. He was like, yeah, everyone's shooting today, right? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what? Yeah, thirteen. This episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is powered by Cuban Round Cigar. It's the best time of the year. The summer is finally here. The grills are heating up and sports are in full swing. Now, that calls for a celebration. The only thing left to do is get yourself a Cuban Round Cigar, whether you're celebrating your college graduation or just having a good time enjoying the good weather. Cuban Rounds are bringing you the taste of Havana. Yeah, man. Hanging by the pool or on the golf course or really anytime you're outside. Why not have a nice fire at night and light up a nice Cuban round? There's nothing better than a good cigar on a good evening and just enjoying life, man. These cigars are bomb. Handcrafted, all natural and affordable price. Cuban rounds brings you well-balanced cigars featuring intuitive blends and construction that are reminiscent of Cuban mastery. Now, Cuban rounds offers layers of textured flavor with every single puff. Face it, the last two years, They've been tough on all of us. Let loose and enjoy yourself with the Cuban Round Cigar. They offer a luxurious experience with a high-quality product at an affordable price. The Cuban Round Cigar is a guilty pleasure without the guilt. You can enjoy yourself right now. Follow them on Instagram, at Cuban Round Cigar. That's right, at Cuban Round Cigar on Instagram and Facebook. Speaking of TPEs, I've never in my life been so mad at a basketball player until Evan motherfucking Fournier put up 28 points against Team USA 
Where the fuck was that in the playoffs, Evan? You can't take him out of his element. Where the fuck was that in the playoffs? He's in his element. He's in his element. God damn. I was was like, you got to be kidding me. This guy's lights fuck out right now. Bro, bro, he was like the second leading scorer behind Tatum in the playoffs. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, he put up 28 points in the game? No. (laughs) No, he didn't. He did it, did he? He put up 19. What the fuck? 19 points. Great job. Great job. (laughs) No, what put up 19 points? Jeff Green. When he was on the Celtics, okay? It's Jeff Green. All right. Well, let me ask you this, Sean. Is Giannis the best player in the NBA? So Giannis answered a lot of questions because Giannis was a two-time MVP and only wasn't a three-time MVP because everyone finally real everyone was like he can't actually win the big game then he won the big game yeah, so i think next year i think it's, it's almost it's almost like there's if i'm if i'm a, if i'm vegas there's no one that i'm going to pick over mvp than giannis but um i don't know man that guy's such an enigma he's so so strange the fact that he went through that little free throw slump and then went fucking 17 for 19 in the clinching game. It's just so crazy to me. Like, so weird. I, really, you know, I, I hyperextended his knee. Like, I thought he was done. Like, like if, if I gave you all day, if I gave you all day, it would be very, very nearly impossible for you to go 17 for 19 from the fucking free throw line. Sway. <laughs> it would be literally impossible. Not even could do it, man. He, 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 he lives for that moment. I'm telling you, it would, it would take you, it would take you at least like a full day to do that. And the fact that he was airballing threes and he wasn't playing in fourth quarters for a little bit because they were just following him. And then all of a sudden he just turns it back on. He's just like, I actually I know how to shoot free throws now. I'm fine. And you know, it was the craziest thing. And and the, the- oh, hold on, oh, hold on. Okay, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Obviously, Giannis is the, the difference maker and the, and the guy who made it. But Joel, help me out on this. A two old lead, like some of those games. I'm just, I'm just, all right, all right. I got you. I got myself. you. I'm like, I got you. Phoenix, sorry. come on. You, you make it. Sorry, sorry. I was convinced we get a game seven. I, I didn't you. think Morgan was still one in Phoenix. I got like, you. I got you. I got you, bro. I got you. I got you. Check this out, right? But real quick, though, with 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 uh, with uh, Ante de Kumpo, he just proved that free throws are all mental, right? Something that fucking Ben Simmons couldn't figure out or probably never will figure out. Ante de Kumpo just said, I, I'm just in my head. I need to get out of my head and just. Keep shooting, keep shooting. But Joel, they were counting in Phoenix. They still were. Doing I understand it. that, but it wasn't as loud though as they were. <laughs> how they're still doing. Do it? It. How did yo? How it wasn't as loud happen? though. It wasn't as loud as I it was like Brooklyn. Brooklyn was louder. Atlanta was louder. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Like these other other places were louder than 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 Phoenix. All right. So I'm just getting that out of the way when it comes to onto the Kumbo, right? He, and he did answer a lot of questions. Good for him. Now. We always talk about the basketball gods, right? On this on this podcast, when have you ever, unless unless your name is Michael Jordan or Tim Duncan, when have you ever, and now and now onto the Kumpo, when have you ever seen a player gone to the going to the finals for the first time and win it? Paul Pierce. God damn it. <laughs> Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant. All right, but they paid their dues though. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting at. Like Booker, like Booker, you can't go the no, first time in the playoffs ever, and you're gonna win it all. Like, no, like I, I'm sorry, I, I, like, no, I'm, no, nothing, nothing, yo. They, 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 so. they buckled in that game six, but what changed the series for me, in my opinion, was the way the Bucks stole that game in Phoenix. Like that game five, yeah. man, man, like that it was, It's the last. It's what we. It's what we always talk about with the Celtics. Why, why, why haven't the Celtics been successful the last two seasons? It's because of late game execution. And, yeah. you know, Milwaukee, a lot of their veteran players have been in that situation many a times on Phoenix, other than Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, who Jay Crowder wasn't all that great, to be honest with you. But anyways, yeah. you know, you yeah. know, you know, you know, what are you, what are you expecting really out of from Jay Crowder? And you got a bunch of, and then you got a bunch of young dudes. Yo, be, be quiet. You, you had, you knew, chance. you knew the sun, <laughs> you knew the sons were in trouble. When a lot of those guys get those open looks in Milwaukee in Game Six, and they just they, literally, I, I swear, some of their arms are shaking. I was like, they're they're done, they're done. Like you know, to, to your point, they haven't been in that situation before. Milwaukee's a hostile environment; they smell blood. And 
even though to the end, Phoenix still had a chance to win that game. Milwaukee. Give it to Giannis. Yeah. Giannis shut the door on these guys. He said, we're not going back to fucking Phoenix. This yeah. is nice. like, Milwaukee, the last right. the last three seasons, the last 50 three points on the closeout game. Like, yo, that's insane. Yo, the Regardless last... of how people feel about Giannis, the haters out there, like, you look at his yo, stats on the entire series, that's just domination, man. You like, can't. Yo, yo, yo. yo. You can't. Not only, not only, not only that, but the last, just, just look at the Milwaukee's, uh, postseason, the last three or four seasons, right? From, from, brutal. from brutal. the, from the game seven loss to the Celtics back in 2018, from a rookie, Jason Tatum, no Kyrie, no Gordon Hayward, and the second year, Jalen Brown. Okay. Oh, they've been through. They've All right. Through. You see Chris Middleton's face, though? He's been through. Oh, yeah. They've been through it. They've been through <laughs> hell and back in the last eight years together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? From having, Jason Kidd as your fucking coach to 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 now uh mm-hmm. he's not in the hot seat anymore, you know. <laughs> Nobody's more happier than Bud right now about having this fucking job. Yo, that <laughs> motherfucker was so <laughs> close to a pink slip. Yeah, <laughs> that he was he was he was in a pink slip. Yo, every press conference. I he almost broke down. He's he's a conference finalist. For real, bro. bro. Every every point. press conference. Every press conference, even after loss, especially after losses, you just saw and like my my ass is on the line. Like, you know, like this yeah. is this is I, I get I get the bucks I get onto the Kumpo, but my ass is on the line like I'm I'm about to fail once mm-hmm. again. So guys, I have a family. Yeah. So then when you go, again you go back to the basketball gods and you take advantage well, of certain sure. situations, things bounce a certain way. Uh, the Suns. This is the only team that the Suns battled against that were fully healthy. All right. I'm sorry, Tim. Tim Tunis, if you're listening, but. It, it, it hurts, just, bro. You I take hurts. <laughs> you got it, and I get it, you got to take advantage of, of certain situations. And yeah, what the books play that was fully healthy though? But no, that, that's what I'm the getting tons. at. But that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. The only team that they played fully healthy was Miami, and they slapped them up real quick. They brought them back down to reality <laughs> real quick. <laughs> they slapped them up real quick. Real quick. The, the Eastern Conference, the reigning Eastern Conference champs, got yeah, smacked. Was, Yo, we've been through some shit. Got right, smacked bro. the fuck up in almost every single game, other than the first game because that was there was like a last second shot that won that game. By Chris Middleton, right. ironically enough. All right, let me let me let me let me bring it home. Oh yeah, yeah, you got your point. My bad. Let me make one point. Maybe one point because what Joel just said, part of what Joel just said was was like exactly what I thought when the Bucks won. Because when was Chris Middleton and Giannis drafted? Chris Middleton, um, I think no, he was, was, I think didn't Chris Middleton get 13, he got 13. traded? He got traded. He was undrafted. Yeah, he I believe, got traded from yeah. Detroit, I believe. So they got he got traded the same year that. Until the Kumpo got drafted, so we're right. talking about 2013 when when Kelly yep. the, the famous Kelly O fucking uh, okay. draft. Okay, so there you go. So it took them eight years to win a championship. Yeah, but guess what? Milwaukee believed in their two All Stars and built a team around them. Yeah, to be ready to go. And you know what they did? They kept improving their team. It was never a blow it up. It was never a, you know, let's see what we can do. Yeah, let's it was little pieces here and there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's do. Let's let Giannis is up in a year. Let's see what we can get for Giannis. It was never that. It was. It was. It was built around our two all stars, and let's see what we can get. And then this year, you know, say what you want about Drew Holiday. I've been. I've been. You know, thinking he was a little overrated for a while, but I'm just saying the blueprint. I think they gave up a lot for him, but I still think he's a real deal. Right, no. but 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 those game winning plays on the defensive end that makes him real. Deal. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, for real. All, that's all that matters, bro. And like the Celtics have been set up in this way where they've Hold had. Oh, sorry, but still my segue. Go ahead. They've had two budding, budding all stars for so long. Just be patient. And build a team around why them. So then, why you trying to trade Jalen, motherfucker? You're the one that's trying to trade Jalen. Yeah, get him, get him. Look at look at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at your look at look at your screen. Take me and sway out of there. And look at yourself when you're saying this. I am not. I am Drag not the one. Off. I am not the one. I am not the one saying to trade Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal. I am not. No, no. You're saying trade Jalen for a bag of balls and yeah. then try to whatever trade for Golden State wants to give yeah and then try to trade for Bradley Beal that's what you just said whatever Golden State wants to give boss I said give me your first two first round picks Jameis Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins that's what I'll trade Jalen Brown nobody for. wants Winston bro nobody wants Winston you said Winston nobody wants him nobody wants that Jameis Winston is the quarterback of the state. he doesn't even play basketball the Celtics already have four fucking centers you don't need another one I'm saying I'm saying the only I, I, listen that whole that whole take was taken that was 
Take it out of context because you guys. I kept saying James Winston. God damn it! <laughs> it was a poor presentation. You get an yeah. F. Well, all, all I'm saying is it Your did give me sucked. hope. It did. It, the, the Bucks. The Bucks winning did give me hope because I think. I think that J, J, uh, Jason Tatum is has more balls. Is a better player um, in the clutch than Giannis. Just it is fourth quarter Tatum way better than fourth quarter Giannis. I mean, see, that's the thing, man. Like, yeah, bro. That's what frustrates me so much. I'm just like, man, not for nothing, right? The Celtics didn't have a chance in that first round series, but Jason Tatum beat those guys for one game, for one night, right? Hey, but here's the, here's the thing. That you know, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Like, people like that who perform could have been, been a second night, but yeah. Like, there's so many players, I mean, there's so many teams, rather, who have perennial all-stars. Like, I don't know, for example, Chris Middleton, right? Yeah. Who you're not sure if they're going to be able to put together that kind of performance. Right. With Jason Tatum, you're sure. We've seen it already. He just did it. He dropped 60 against arguably the greatest offensive yeah. team ever assembled. Chris Middleton's the most frustrating all-star of all time, bro. Like, he could put up 48 in a game, and then the next game puts up 12. That just doesn't happen. See that, but, see, but, but, but the thing about that, though. That's the thing, though. Tatum is not Middleton. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Tatum's on another level, yeah. but, but you're wondering to yourself, okay, if you could orchestrate the right team around these guys, then maybe you could see them pull off what the Milwaukee Bucks just pulled off. But it's just like, but man, where are they in their progression is one question, right? And the second question is, can these two sustain the hard time the way Middleton and, and, and Akutakupo did for the last five years? All right, well, two things. Two things I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say about I'm a uh, rebuttal on that. I don't know if they can. I don't one, know. one two years is in a row. Two one years is, in a row. The East has opened up. But listen, but listen, but listen, but listen. But is Jason Tatum humble enough? To accept that he might not always be the best player on the on on any given night because Ante the Kumpo wasn't the best player every single game in the postseason, was he? No, he was not. But when he had to take over, he did, and that's the, and that's the difference. And look, just look at the stuff that he says compared to someone like Jason Tatum. I get it; they're years apart. Well, not even that many years apart. But my right. point is, like an well, up an up and coming star, an up and coming star. Look at. Look at it. I, I've been I've been watching all these exhibition games from from Team USA and even the first couple of games in the uh, of the Olympics. And I'm sorry, Joe. I, I know, right? But yeah, I've, the reason you. why the reason why I bring that up is because the fact that he he's an all star, right? Two time all star. A lot of people can consider him a star already. He's not getting certain calls, right? Because FIBA rules. So you know, why are you just expecting that? Like, oh, I'm an American. I should get I'm all these pro- fucking you know get these calls. You right. know what I mean? So going back to Ante the Kumpo, it's just he's just a more humble dude, and he did it his way, and the results came out great. So that was that was one thing I wanted to say, right? When it comes to like the Bucks and where the Celtics are in terms of being the same team in the and and in the Eastern Conference, and, and or at least at least being set up the way the Bucks were, yeah, and, and certain, exactly, okay. I so mean, I, the I Bucks too, the and Celtics. the Bucks never the Bucks never said we need to get a third star. The Bucks always just said we just need to build around Chris Middleton. And onto the Kumpo. And that's and exactly honest, what they did. Please don't leave us. That, all right. Well, yeah, that's, that's what they, that was the thing. It was, it was the fact that they were, they were building around those two, sort of, but like, you know, they sort of fell into the fact that Drew Holiday was made available for what they gave up for him. Really? Now they drafted well and they oh, brought in shooters, which I will say, but like last year they were trying to do the same thing as they were doing this year. And they ended up with Wesley Matthews. You know what I mean? Like, there's like there's levels to it, you know. And I think that Drew Holiday probably probably put them over. I know put them over the top this year, but yeah, but they just they just like out of all the out of all those teams, obviously because they won the championship, out of all those rosters that Milwaukee had put together the last several years, this was like this was the deepest, and yet they still had a chance to to get. Uh, Bogdanovich, right? You know, yeah, they, yeah, but 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 they only got Drew Holiday because they missed out on Bogdanovich, or Bogdanovich fell through. They wouldn't have got Drew Holiday with Bogdanovich. Well, that's and, what I'm. That's what that, I mean, bro. Like the, the, but, but the basketball the fact, gods you know, are like, you, you need you need you need Holiday. You don't need Bogdanovich. But the past couple of years, they've been they've been the most aggressive team at the at the trade deadline and at the buyout deadline. They've been the most aggressive team. They've got the oh, who's that guy? That was lights out. The tall guy with the beard, the white guy, the three point shooter guy. Oh, uh, 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 Divincenzo. He was injured. No, not Divincenzo. The guy that got a couple of years, uh, like which two white? Years, 
bro. What are you talking Miritich? about? Miritich? Oh, yeah. Uh, Nico, Nik- Nik- Nikolai. I know. Nikolai. Yeah. Oh, that's Vucevic. No, bro. no, his name is fucking that. I know who you're talking about. Meredith. Yeah, but they but they got him, and then they also got Brian like Forbes. Yeah, Kyle Korver. They had him on the team. I think floating around for a little bit. They just grabbed a bunch of shooters. Yeah, Irisova. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, then, and they will, they will replace they will replace those stretch bigs with another stretch big, and they did that in Bobby Porter's. I think they hit there. You know, that was, that was huge. That was huge. And yeah. and I know I know I know Sean's not a big fan of the of the Lopez's, but. You know, they try it with mm-hmm. both Lop- both Lopez twins, and they're like, you know what, one's gonna stick better than the other, and, and yeah, they, they pick the right laugh- twin. Sean laughed at me when I said that was a good pickup for the Bucks. Now he's a champion, and so does Zach Pelequin. Yeah, I remember Zach. You were on the fucking episode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I remember you." Fuck it. Yeah. It, it, it was one of those like condescending laughs where he's just like, "I'm not even gonna bother responding to that bullshit." You just said. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "He goes, <laughs> Rick Lopez." <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> What was that, bro? Wait, what? Refuse Zach, to elaborate. Zach, I got you. Zach just hates next all, time, all centers that, sh- that shoot threes. <laughs> next time you pull up on this freaking podcast, guess what we're talking about? Brooke Lopez. Yeah, yeah. He's just, Brooke yeah. Lopez. Like, his 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 perfect center is, is, is Aiden. That's that's what Zach... Zach doesn't want any three-point shooters. He just wants them to be in the paint all day. Yeah, he got exposed in that series, let me tell you. Big time. I feel Phoenix, so... Phoenix, is, Phoenix for, isn't the same when I he's... I feel he's so not, bad for Aiden. I feel bad for the kid. Got in his head. Well, he had fun though. It's not like he's he lost a smile. Who? Aiden. Yeah, I think um, I think we can all say he overachieved on this one, Sean. For real. <laughs> oh no! Aiden's I think he'll be all right. I think he's Wait, Aiden overachieved. I think we saw what Aiden's going to be in the playoffs, but in you know, the Tim's playoffs. After this episode. I know. Right? I'm like, fuck you guys. What's- you guys, you guys said that up for all for all, for the episode. Yeah. Anyone say nothing to me? You know he's coming. He's coming. He's gonna come to us for like you know reassuring and like you know oh we got they, they did great. We like the Suns. Complete opposite on this side. So you know you know what that is though. You know what that is. That's three guys who've been covering the fucking Celtics the last six years. That's what that is, bro. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And like all the all the different Eastern Conference teams, you know, year after year, saying, "All right, why can the Celtics at least make it to the finals this year?" And it's that's just the way it's been. But, well, that's the false. Bro, I'm telling you, of like, oh well, they were one win away, so it's it's just inevitable, right? You know, it's just like, eh, not always, not always. That's true. Like, do either one of you think the next step of the Suns is a fuck? Sorry, Tim. <laughs> do either one of you think the next step of the the Suns the next couple of years is all oh, they're destined for a title? No, we're not sure. Maybe you know, same thing with the Celtics. Maybe they get back to the finals since 2010, but they, they've come so close. But it doesn't mean that they deserve it, or it's it's a it's a foregone conclusion. Sean, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> You're on a fucking podcast, right? Uh, Sean, where are you going? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, what up? That noise means one thing. There's nothing else that could be. There's not no other thing that could be. What <laughs> the fuck? And now he's gone. Yeah, right, now cool. he's definitely gone. All right. I had, on that note, we'll take our trip around the NBA. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Sean, join in when you can. Add another, add another, add another fucking point, but this dude, this fucking right. yeah. What are you fucking talking about? I'm right fucking here. <laughs> Don't worry about it, bro. This episode of the Cosby Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, now BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Now, don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. But but we'll take a trip around the NBA. Yeah. Oh, we're taking a trip around the NBA, bro. I'm right here, bro. What happened? All right, we'll strap in. I'm going. Strap in, yo. Take a trip. Yeah. We'll wrap up the show the way we wrap up every single episode, Sean. With Joel's in case you missed it. This is it. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. In case you missed it.
All right, Joel, what we miss? Let's take a trip around the NBA, motherfucker. Yeah, yo, real, real, real quick, yo. I'm going to say one one thing real quick about the about the Suns. Right? This whole, like, Scott Foster versus, like, Chris Paul thing. Yo, how many, how many calls does Chris Paul get away with and fucking, you know, flopping and whatnot and – and this mm-hmm. is the the one the one ref that he can't you know quote beat or whatever. You know, I felt like the Suns for a little bit during this postseason they're feeling themselves a little bit too much. I think that that goes with my you know my point about the basketball gods that they don't like that. They frown upon that. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not big on that. That's true. Yeah, so <laughs> they're not big fans of the flex. But I will say I will say that Chris Paul Chris Paul did not flop in the in, in re, a, re, too much, as much as Chris Paul normally flops in the postseason. But overall, though, in his career, yeah, in his career, yeah. I mean, but Scott Foster for the defense, too. Uh, yeah, true. That's very Scott true. Foster, the reason the thing about Scott Foster, it isn't an anti Chris Paul thing. It's a it's a every time that the fucking finals it, it needs to be rigged type well, thing. Well, yeah, I mean. It, it, it's been, it's been it every, single, every single this. Celtic series, every single series that any NBA fan has ever cared about that's gone the wrong way is because Scott Foster is in the NBA. Scott Foster is the worst ref in the NBA. It's like, not just the, him, though. What's the name of the other dude? Because Tony Brothers. Tony Brothers, that motherfucker. Yeah, he's the worst, I feel like. Oh, South Africa, huh? Yeah. More so because um, probably because of a lot of Celtics games that could have gone one way or another. But I digress. In case you missed it, the Brooklyn Nets, they released a statement following uh, Mike D'Antoni's decision to step down from his position as assistant coach. Steve Nash, obviously, had good things to say. I, you know, I'd like to thank Mike for everything he did for me as well as our organization over the past year. Yada, yada, yada. I'll be forever grateful for his guidance. And Brooklyn and I would like to wish Mike and his family the best in what lies ahead. Now, D'Antoni said he's going to take a little break, and eventually he'll go back to being a head coach because he was a finalist mm-hmm. for the Portland Trailblazers head coaching uh, position. Obviously, Chauncey Billups got that job, so we shall see where Mike D'Antoni ends up in the future. Well, that's the question I got to ask is, is, how the fuck old is Mike D'Antoni? He's in the 70s. Yeah, he's old as fuck. Yeah, he's not going to get another head coaching job, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... He yeah, wants to keep coaching. I, he wants <laughs> to keep coaching. I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I think he had a pretty smooth gig around in in in, uh, in Brooklyn, but well, Brooklyn, well, Brooklyn, the they're losing all their they're losing all their top assistants. They, they lost lost Adoka and now now D'Antoni. It's like you know you got Stoudemire is like the only guy over there. Hey, do you know? Do you, why why would a bunch of top assistants leave? Apparently, the most talented team in the NBA. I don't know. Should I drop the should I drop the beat for this or drop the fucking beat, Doug? All right, what you got? It's because of Kyrie, bro. No one wants to coach a guy that doesn't want to fucking coach, dog. Yeah, they got at the same time, they, though. The best coaches. The they had the free best agency, coaches. The coaching free agency pool right now, is, it's, it's, it's open. You know what I mean? So No, I... I, I it's I, open I, as I, it's I, ever been. Let's, let's be honest. I hear that's why. I hear that's why, but it's like literally... It's team for these guys. I mean, but, look, look, at the, look at the fact that... Uh, uh, Carlisle, we all know why Carlisle fucking quit. He was like, "Yo, this this Milwaukee job is about to open up real quick," and he fucking yeah. he, when he saw that it wasn't gonna happen. He's like, he's "I'm like, one of the few white guys that can still get a job." Yeah, man. I know. Right? He's like, "Yo, when that didn't, when he saw that wasn't gonna happen, or they kept you know advancing or you know winning games, they're like, yeah, maybe I should uh, maybe we should get uh get on that Plan B because this 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 doesn't look good for me." Now he's back I'll, in fucking hey, Indiana. I'll I'll say that I'll say this. Um, there's nobody hiring any assistant coach because they coached on the Brooklyn team. Udoka was a coach, was a very high prospect on coaching before he joined uh, the Brooklyn team. Yeah. Right. He's from, the, uh, he's from the school of Popovich. We know this. Yeah. Pop grad. D'Antoni, D'Antoni will be, will, will be like, he would be considered if he wasn't 70 fucking nine years old, bro, going on 80. <laughs> or the fact that he just refuses to change his, his system in general, it just doesn't work. System is okay, but I do think that at the end of the day, like I, I, I will, I will put money on this. I will put money on this for a time in the NBA, like era wise, but it doesn't work as now. No, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I will put money that Steve Nash is going to get fired halfway through the season next year because they actually realize they need a coach. They need a real coach. But every 
single coach, every single coach that was more qualified mm-hmm. than Steve Nash that was on that staff has now left. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because they go to practice and they get overruled by a guy that's not a fucking coach. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that was the point, though. That was the point of that hiring. They're like, oh, he's one of us. You know what I'm saying? Like he had he had a great relationship with Kevin Durant in in, in Golden State. They're like, yo, this is the guy that we need because we can do whatever we want with this guy. That's what it is. That's why it's it's the Kyrie factor, bro. It's It's the fact that Kyrie says we don't need to coach. We can coach ourselves. Guess what happened, Kyrie? You probably could have used the coach in that Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I mean? You probably or One. or a healthy ankle. No, I'm just throwing it out there. Or you got Kevin Durant, the best player in the NBA, apparently, and he couldn't even yeah, take take on the Milwaukee Bucks. With you know, it was like pretty solid away, man. If he makes that three point, everyone's in overtime. Yeah. I'm just saying, maybe maybe if they had a coach, he would have coached him up to say, hey, you no, know? <laughs> yeah. maybe the coach. All right. In case you missed it, the uh, NBA Board of Governors has voted to continue the 2020-21 playing tournament for. This upcoming season, the 2021-22 season, taking place between uh, April 12th to the 15th, according to uh, sources. Nice. So, I guess that's. Yeah. I guess we got that forever now. I guess. Just I like, not quite the postseason, not quite the regular season. Just playing shit. I do like the playing. Like when the Celtics are in the playing because it's bullshit, but I like the playing. Yeah, I think I think that's a, that's a general consensus for everyone, right? LeBron yeah. loved it until he had to do it, and uh-huh. I think a lot of teams are feeling the same way. They're like, yo. We're fucking busting our asses all year long. Where, especially in the West, right? Where, where we go between right. third, third seed and the seventh seed, and then you know our reward is to fucking end up playing <laughs> the ninth and tenth seed for whatever reason. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it makes I, it interesting I, to me. I I think that it's good for those teams that like like have a young young team, a young good team to play for something, which is nice because you know. You may not, you may have a tough start to the season, but then you may win 13 straight in February. And then you're like, okay, we have a chance, but we're still the 10th seed. You know, I think that's a great thing to make teams not tank because there, how many times have we seen that where there's a young team that playing really well? And then all of a sudden they just, they're like, well, we, we're not going to catch the eighth seed and, you know, we're not just going to do that. Miss the lottery, you know? Yeah. But what, yeah, I, I feel you on that. But what about like a 29 win team? Getting into the playoffs because they just got they caught fire that one night. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, is that that's really happened. Like if you if you if you are the, the the thing is that you have a double elimination for the seven and eight seed. Like if you lose to one seed, like the the Wizards, right? We'll put the Wizards. That's in exactly there, right? what I was talking about, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wizards. They they had a really uh, a solid squad second half of the season, and they made it into the play in, and then they lost the first round, and they made the eight seed. Right. That's 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 what you that's what you're shooting for. Yeah. You shoot for you're shooting for to say, hey, I got Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook here. I want to sell playoff tickets. So you get two playoff rounds. So there you go. You know, that's true. I think it, it hurts more. I think the West, because it, it could be like a 10 game difference between like the seventh and like. The, yeah, I the think ninth and 10th seed. And then you're like, oh, potentially I don't make the playoffs because I just I fucked up one I, night. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I don't think you're going to see that now because I think that every team is now shooting to get into that play play in tournament. So when it comes to everybody shooting to get in the top six and not to avoid that shit completely. Well, 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 good teams will shoot to get to the top six, right? Yeah. That good teams will have to, but then, but then those fringe teams, there's more fringe teams now, which I think is good for the NBA, for the, for the March games, for the, for the early well, that's April. What, yeah. I think that's another good. reason why the NBA yeah. is doing it. Cause they're like, yo, these last few games of the season can actually mean something for yep. a lot of teams. Not just, especially, especially if, if the lottery is still team teams. Like if you don't, if you make it to the, to the play in as a 10th seed, and you finished as a tenth seed, you know, you're still in the lottery, bro. You're still okay. You're like, you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. the end of the world. Yeah. But you got a chance you got a chance to get yeah. the, the You're in the you're in the yeah. middle of the pack where no team wants to be. But anyways. Yeah, case, but go ahead. There's there's a there's a lot of positives about the playing tournament. I I love the playing tournament. And those games were great this year. Yeah, they were they, they were great. Games. Oh no, they I, were great. I mean, yeah, they were they were great this year and then in the bubble too and they they, they were they were good as well. I I, I yeah. I'm I'm for it, but I, I do see the pros and cons. Ask the Suns if they wish there was a playing tournament and, and when they went eight no in the freaking bubble. All right, in case you missed it, guess what, guys? Celtic Summer League is back. Oh, are we looking ahead, dog? 
nah, man. We 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 talked about this. This is this is just in case you missed it. Okay. All right. Are we looking ahead? Are we no, looking no, ahead? No, right I'm, now? Just, I'm just mentioning that you know summer league is back. And when you look ahead, I, I see Sean's ignoring our pre-show meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look ahead, yeah. see, this is this is what this is what we're talking about. This is what we mean. No, Celtics released the uh, 2021 <laughs> summer league schedule. Well, when you look ahead, look ahead. Everybody knows when you look ahead. Ding. Oh, when you look ahead, everybody knows. Hey, is that a corn remix? You yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, it does sound like corn. Yeah, that's that. That's that. Uh... Something takes a bottom <laughs> man. Yeah, we know we we know which one it is. Yeah, really. thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, the the Celtics back to summer league, right? Bullet music video, bro. When it follows the bullet, and it yeah, keeps yeah, that's that, that's a great video. That's a very great. And video. then the girls on the swing, but it hits the teddy bear next to him. Boom! What the fuck, bro? Yeah, that was could have been the girl, but it had to be the teddy bear. I know. I remember. Something. <laughs> t- <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Celtics are tipping off summer league. By the um, way, check out that check, check out that Woodstock '99 documentary. You'll fucking love corn all over again. Bro. Yes, yes. Uh, they, they tip off on August eighth. That's a Sunday, and it's going to be on NBA TV. They play uh, pretty much every other day after that for the for the first one, two, three, four games, and then there's a fifth game to be decided based on record out there in uh, Las Vegas. And the good thing is, you can actually watch these games because they're going to be on NBA TV, ESPN two. And uh, NBC Sports Boston, so you don't have to fucking, you know, download shit to watch like you do with the I Olympics. <laughs> These are avail- easily available to watch. Hey, let me ask you a question. Maybe you guys know this. Maybe you guys don't. I don't know if they announced the summer league roster yet. Is Taco playing in the summer league again? Um, my guess is yes, but I haven't heard anything like official. I mean, Tremont Waters apparently wants to play elsewhere. So mm, yeah, Tremont. You know? Tremont. What's going on with Tremont? Yeah, yeah about Tremont. I'm huh? asking for a trade, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, pretty much like he's eligible for a third season to be a two-way player. So if he likes that not to be a two-way player, then that's his prerogative. He becomes a free agent, nothing to do with the Celtics whatsoever, and then he can go try to get an NBA contract elsewhere, like a legit NBA contract, and not a two-way yeah. player. Asking out, I should say. Yeah, asking out, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Then please do not bring me back as a two-way player. Yeah. Essentially, Taco's like, you, you know, I'll be a two-way player for the rest of my career. It's all good with me. Well, this would be the last one they can offer him. I know, yeah. I know. But you know what I mean. I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, in case you missed it, guys, mark this on your calendars. August 10th, there's going to be a documentary called The Malice at the Palace on Netflix. It's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Don't sound too excited, guys. Wow. <laughs> really? No, well, I... I, I <laughs> Because I, I know already, you know. That's uh, what I, is Jermaine O'Neal? Is Jermaine O'Neal going to be in the in the documentary? Well, I mean, uh, based on the little information that I've uh, seen over the last twenty four to forty eight hours, uh, Metal World Peace is pretty much like the main guy in it. Um, and uh, Sean doing a load of laundry. Jeez, Yo, I thought I needed it. I'm Paul. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I apologize. Sorry, I apologize. I thought I muted it, bro. We interrupted your your errand. Yeah, you know, <laughs> my bad, bro. Shit. You tripped down memory lane. Yeah. You know, now you know you gotta. You gotta hey, get, real quick, you gotta dry. You know, get some drier sheets and do what you listen. Gotta do. Listen, yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. Gotta go to school tomorrow, and I gotta put a load of laundry. I had it in a washer. I gotta put it in. Hey, yeah, bro. That's cool. That's cool. They got they got water activities. I got to put his bathing suit in the towel. I, I got it, but you know you only had four hours to do that. You know, it's all good. Priorities, priorities, priorities. I get it. I get it. I thought I had it on mute, though. I apologize. I was on mute until you put malice in the palace, and I, I muted it and didn't mute it again. My bad. <laughs> malice in the palace. <laughs> I literally dropped all my shit, and I was like, "What the fuck? There's a documentary about malice in the palace." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, um, so wait, hold on, hold on. So that was your first time hearing it, and the first thing you say is, is Jermaine O'Neal in it? Yeah. <laughs> that, was your, that was your question. I don't know. Out of all people you could have talked about, it. Jermaine O'Neal, oh, really? No, Jermaine O'Neal, Jermaine O'Neal has the biggest. <laughs> you might as well be like, yo, is Rick Carlisle in this? No, Jermaine O'Neal has the biggest what if of the malice in the palace. You know that. Explain. If he, if he connected 
on that one punch that he tried on that guy that came at the bench, he would have murdered that guy. He slipped a little bit and missed that punch. He would have murdered that fan. That fan that came, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jermaine O'Neal. He slips around the uh, on the baseline. Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal was a was was an all star for the first time that year. If he connected on that punch and hit that motherfucker, his career would have been over. It would have been over, and he would have been over. Yeah. He bit. He slipped because there was beer on the floor from the guy who fucking initially threw the beer. That's just, that's the most insane. <laughs> Well, the guy was slipping too, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, everyone was slipping. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I just remember there's an ass like he's about to connect. You're right. I do remember now yeah. vividly. As he's about to connect, his, he just his foot, yeah, right when he was just yeah. kind of slips the, to the side see? and he doesn't connect. Right. He barely like he barely hits. No, him. Uh, the the wind up on that punch from a seven footer from a regular human being, he would have killed that guy. Killed. I'll just never forget ESPN News playing it over and over. You could remember that was a channel oh, in, yeah. those, in those times, right? ESPN Yo, used showing I, the same thing. The just, whole half hour was about Malice and Palace. Yeah, they went yeah, mute. I, I watched it for two hours straight, man. That was crazy. <laughs> they just like, went, they went mute that night. The, the, whoever was on, on commentary, was, they just, they're just like, just have every camera that was in there just caught everything for ESPN. And it was just like, it was mayhem. Complete mayhem. It was probably, it was probably like five six years later and I was just thinking about the malice in the palace man I just kept I kept thinking about it it's that that and that crazy. everybody just lost their shit I couldn't believe what I was watching like, right. that, know. Yeah. you know what you know what so I was, like, it's like watching a movie or something like no those are real players like Artest goes in the goes in the stands and then Steven Jackson just starts clearing people yeah, out yeah, like yeah. what is this like I'm thinking they're, they're all done I mean they're, they're done like they're all all the careers are over like, I didn't know what to do. Like, the Patriots weren't about to exist for the rest of, like, ever. They, just, <laughs> no, like, they called the game for the first time ever. They didn't, they didn't finish the game. Like, like, it's game done. It's done. It's done. Yeah. It's over. Everyone get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. was the that, was, that was insane. Man. Who was the Pistons guy that started it all? Ben Wallace. That was, man. It's Ben Wallace. Hall of Famer Ben Wallace. Because yeah. oh, yo, What do you mean? The dude who threw the cup? No, no, no. For- no. Ben Wallace, he fouled. No, he fouled. Oh no, no! It was our test that fouled Wallace, right? And then oh, you're talking about the hard foul. The hard yeah. foul, yeah. It was a hard yep. foul. And Wallace came at him hardcore. Exactly. So yeah. he's on the scores table while they're trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to call if it's a flagrant or not. The whole thing was Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, who 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 got into the Hall of Fame, doesn't get any blame for the malice in the palace. Like, are you serious? Like, well, I are mean, you? Everybody blamed Artez. Artez got the the biggest uh, suspension in like I think in sports in North American sports history. I yeah, think, if I'm not mistaken, and, you're right. You know uh, how many other how many other players got suspended from the Pacers? Like they they barely made the playoffs that year, and they were like yeah. they were scheduled to they were one, like, they were, they were the, the favorite to be the like, number one seed that year. They were the number one seed in the East that year, but that happened. Well, it was around that was around Thanksgiving time, so the season had just started. Oh, at that yep. moment. Tinsley Tinsley was was balling that year. Yeah. That started. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was balling that year, and then and then then they fell apart. But you know what? You know what though? Go ahead. What are you gonna say? I was I was gonna say is this just a ploy for all the smoke podcasts? Is this just a Stephen Jackson brought to you by all the smoke podcasts? Well, I mean, that doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt the brand. No. Nope. <laughs> you know, if anything, you're gonna get more 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 uh, listeners. To pay attention, and you know they're going to be talking about it, or if they haven't already. But um, yeah, Stephen Jackson's been talking about it, and it's yeah coming out August August tenth on uh, on Netflix. So wow, on Netflix, huh? Palace at the Palace, right? I I always assumed this was going to be like a thirty for thirty on this shit, but because oh, it, because the ESPN cameras like caught all of all the all the the melee. So yeah, so check that um, documentary out on on Netflix on August tenth. Should be a good one. And that's going to do it for this edition of In Case You Missed It. Check us out on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for your Celtics and NBA offseason news, rumors, and opinions. Uh, hit up Patreon.com slash Causeway to subscribe to our Patreon, Causeway After Hours. Yeah, and you may win a free jersey. Somebody just got a free jersey, free Jalen Brown jersey. Why does all of our... Subscribers pick Jalen Brown. Why is no one picking Jason Tatum? I don't get it. It's, it's, it's okay, Sean. It's okay. You know, you know, yeah, Jason Tatum yeah, is like 
top Don't five take in Jersey. Jalen right? campaign to this, yeah, to this level. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! They can get whatever jersey they want. Yes, right? yes, they can. Matt, why don't you order a Mill Palacio jersey and then I'll be cool with you guys, right? I'm still waiting for a Pritchard. Someone's going to order Pritchard, I think. Yeah, at we'll some see. point that should that should happen. All hey right. guys, we give out free jerseys, so subscribe to us. Subscribe. <laughs> I had to pick the next one that's like out of the ordinary. That that's the one I'll go with. Pritchard. No, I'm gonna go. With, gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Moses Brown. We're gonna halfway through the season before we give out another one. Moses Brown gonna be the next jersey. Yeah. Sure. By the way, what number? What number is Moses Brown gonna wear? Forty one. Fantasy basketball legend. We don't know, man. We don't know. Check out. Check out uh, summer league. We'll, we'll, he'll be playing there probably. No, he definitely won't be playing in some league. Moses Brown ain't playing in some league. What if he does? Yeah. You know, he's 21, right? What if he does? He's not playing in summer league, Doug. <laughs> what if he does? All right, I guess we'll find out in fucking in, in August then. When you look ahead. When you look ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that? When you're looking ahead, you're looking ahead, you're looking ahead, and you're looking ahead, you might as well find out what's gonna happen. Looking ahead, you're looking ahead. Black Lives Matter, stop Asian hate. Let's pray for peace in the Middle East. Alright? Till next time, we out.